Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tom Lightman How Poetry Found Me podcast, part four of the Ian, the Ian Hurricane. And this is the part about the result of the aftermath of everything that has occurred when it comes to nature and man and living in a world that we totally don't understand. In part three, I was just talking about how people once the hurricane ended how we get out and because of the the searching that we do internally or just our ability to want to get outside to see the aftermath of a hurricane of this magnitude and according to the histrionics of it people have stated that this is probably the worst hurricane in a thousand years i don't know necessarily if that's true but it might be the worst one in terms of rainfall that has been on record for the state of florida We'll find out what those results are. And I was talking about how the first responders, how they went out and sacrificed their own lives to make sure that the world and the people that they served were safe. And as their belongings could be salvaged as much as possible. But it doesn't erase the fact that when nature gets involved, in the lives of man in a, calam- in, a, in a calamitous light way that we can stop those results that we see that lie before us currently with Hurricane Ian and with the tsunami that I think was off the coast of Japan or with the, the deluge of water that was in India or the, the deluge of water that was in Pakistan and the fires that happened in California and the dry weather that's like across the land, those things or a part of, I guess, living on the planet and whatever results or whatever things we have contributed to that, that may be a part of it. But nonetheless, time, it keeps moving on, right? It doesn't stop for anybody. And after Hurricane Ian left the state of Florida, it went back out into the waters again, only to become a category one, to go into uh, South Carolina and that particular state and the flooding that it will cause on the coastal areas once again. I mean, you're looking at nature. I think people want to say at its worst, but you're just looking at nature, just being nature, whether we were there or not. Anytime you have a world that was founded on the principles of nature being able to clear out terrain, make things clean again, this is what what it results in. This This is what actually happens. And what we must do as, as human beings is that we gotta understand our place in it. And we have to understand that if we choose to hunker down in places like that, then the results of that is what the hunkering down does. I think uh, President Biden and Governor DeSantis said it's gonna probably be the worst one ever in terms of human casualties. They're hoping that the results aren't that, but by looking at it and the people that stayed in those places, this is what it could be. They both calculated the risk, and the Hurricane Center calculated the risk of what it means to, to make, what's up, man? Uh, calculated the risk, kind of make things look, look not bleak, but put the facts out there in front of you. And we got those facts. We understood those facts, and we took a chance at whatever those facts may be, whether they were incorrect or accurate, we still hold on to that. And we hold on to things and we think that because we might have this 
profound relationship with God that some things are averted. But nature is just nature. It's all it's it's, it's equal opportunity when nature comes for everybody that's that's living. But what we're not understanding is that there has to be in our world today a level of humility that attracts us to something that's unknown. And I don't know if that will make things better for us because I don't know how, you know, God sees us at this point in time in our lives. But I do know that we have created things that has consequences. And we got to love the life that we have every day of our lives. I mean, the human family, over the e for however, however long we've been in existence, been overcoming calamities and moving on, even when they're self-inflicted. We still try to find a way to raise our level of thinking to make ourselves better. But here's what happens. When there's an aftermath such as this or any other thing that has caused harm to the human condition, we band together for a little bit. We don't stay banded together forever because as the weather begins to turn or things begin to get better, then we all retreat back to our corners, never to evolve past the level of saying that I have to be my brother's keeper. And really mean that from a place that doesn't come from the physical knowledge of who we are, that doesn't come from the, the physical existence that we have. It, does, it has to come from a plane that's so deep in us that is felt when you say it every single time. And it's not felt like that every single time. But there's just people in the world, like these first responders, regardless of how they feel or think they sign on the dotted line to do something, and then they get out there and do their job. What if we were to do that for each other? We'd be first responders for each other, to try to help each other no matter what we might think of one another to get us to a higher level. And Ian came along in Florida, was nothing that we could do because it's the power of God that exists in these type of creations. That all we could do was just develop an understanding, hunker down, or leave, and then just pray. Prayers come out when God, when God decides to disturb the earth. When there's peace, or maybe we don't come out so much. But when God decides to give us a taste of like spiritual medicine, then everybody wants to pray. Me, I just pray every day. Doesn't matter to me. I pray like when I'm driving, I pray like when I'm at home, I pray when I'm like at work, but I don't have to share that with everybody. My thing is, my relationship with the divine being is personal and it's spiritual to me. I don't know if that means anything to like my brothers and sisters whom I love, but it means something to me. It means that I've grown to a level of understanding of knowing that there's something more powerful than any man that sits in any seat anywhere in this world. And that doesn't mean that because I say that, that there's a bitterness inside. It's just that these are facts because there's no man that's going to stay on this planet forever. And when you look into the existence of the things that we do and the things that we say and the way nature behaves, all of it is interlinked. And we're not going to ever break that chain because we're human beings living on a physical plane. And these are the things that I think I learn every single time. And like I would tell you before, is that whenever they happen, I actually go sit outside. 
I sit in the midst of it and I embrace everything that happened. Um, the night before when I went to bed that Wednesday night, there was some power. But I went to sleep and the power was out. When I woke up, it was completely gone. But I, I didn't get up in a panic. I didn't get up worried about anything. <laughs> but I will say this. I tried not to have a lot of cold items in the refrigerator or in the freezer because I know I didn't have any ice or anything to keep them cold. I tried to keep that to a minimum. But I wasn't worried about what my meal would be. I wasn't worried about well, how this is going to be. I stocked on what I needed to stock up on. And I stayed where I needed to stay spiritually. I stayed in my mind mentally. And I had, just had to make sure I could eat enough food and trust that the men of the world that created this, this, this electric grid that will be able to restore power back to the environment that I need quickly or whenever. And this is something that doesn't change. You know, man is always preparing for things like this. So they try to make sure that if need be, worst come to worst, they're going to try to restore power back to the two million people that lost it. In, in Florida, and they're gonna work day in and day out trying to do that, and they put in a lot of time to do that. So at some point, we still gotta appreciate them because if they did not come up with the technology or the ways and the means to do that, then we'll still be back in the dark ages. But because technology coming is very vital to our existence, then these things, after it occurs, God say go ahead and put it back together. But you gotta understand that you're not the one that controls all of this. And that's what, that's what I got to love. There has to be a God-love balance, man. And it's not so much if God is right or God is wrong or God is this or God. It's just God is just God, man, anywhere in the world. He's not asking for no applause from you. He's not asking for no, no prayers for you. You need them. God does not need them. God may hear them, and God could answer them based upon the worthiness of your heart. But all the time in life, man is always getting a brand new start. And I think with every calamity that comes, a few hours is gone. A few days is disappeared. A few months is being put back together. A few years, man is restored. Maybe not everything, but then he gets to move on again and wait for the next thing. But I hope that we wait in prayer and I hope that we understand and that we humble ourselves and not put so much trust in man. Man has a role that he has to do and I appreciate everything that they have done for any society that has any calamitous activity to be in a position to help us solve it as much as we can. But there's a, there's a divine being, my man, um, to every woman and child out there. There is a there is a supreme being in this thing that we call a spiritual realm that sees all. And I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. Because every time I see something that's beyond the scope of man, I always say, why does that exist? If we have solved it all, why does that even exist? This is where we find ourselves. This is where I find myself. You know, walking out here now, I'm doing a podcast, this two-part podcast, actually out just looking at what has occurred. Like a couple days ago, I wouldn't have seen all this debris in the road, like the leaves, the trees, the branches, and and everything that comes with that, the water that's in, in certain 
streets. I wouldn't have, a couple weeks ago, we wouldn't have seen that, but now we see it. And then on top of that, what's even more beautiful is that the sun is out, so you can witness and see everything. And one thing that I wanted to mention, <laughs> I, 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 find, I find funny, but I find it like remarkable as well. You know, the animals that usually they usually see are like the squirrels and the birds, the things that you notice when you're around, when you're crossing the street and you're blowing a horn to get them out of the way, or you're seeing them running up a tree, or, or you see a bird take flight from tree to tree. I didn't see any of that on Wednesday. I didn't see any of that on Thursday. And today is Friday, and I'm looking, and I still don't see a bird in, in the sky. I don't see a bird in the tree. But the calamity has dissipated. This is what's so beautiful about being nature. And I'm still looking for a bird as I walk now to just say, oh, I just saw one, but I don't really see one and I'm really looking for one. That they know their place in the world. They don't question nature. I don't know if they know if there's a supreme being on the level that we vibrate on, but they are like, well, there's no need to get out of these storms. There's no need for me to leave my little ones. I'm just gonna hunk it down and wait my turn. I don't know what happened where, where these creatures were on the coastal plain, but here, I don't see one. But I see human beings getting out, getting on their phones like me and trying to record history. But it is a marvel, ladies and gentlemen, to be in this world at this particular time to witness, thanks to the media, all the calamities in the world. And then you hear people cry out, you know, I'm thankful that God spared my life. Things we can get back, but my life, I can't replace. These are the excited moments that makes me realize that some people know that there's something way more powerful Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to part four of the impact of Ian, Ian on the state of Florida. And thank you for listening to me, just giving my perspective as to what it is that I was able to recall from it, how I react to it, what I think our response should be, and that after Ian passed, there's another reality. What used to be is no more. We're in a different frame. So in closing, I have four quotes for you. One is from Dr. Napoleon Hill. One is, one is from Antonio T. Smith Jr. One is from Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. And one is, and there's one that I created. Dr. Hill says, if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can't achieve it. You have to understand that after an aftermath of a calamity, there's a new beginning. And in order, you, in order for you to begin to achieve your goals and dreams, wherever that may be, and some areas may not have been touched by this, but I know like in the state of Florida, you have to start reshaping your dreams. You gotta be able to get back on your feet. You gotta kinda work harder and be prayerful about things getting better for you and the state of Florida and everything that occurs with it. Antonio T. Spence Jr. says you can't plant better, you can't dominate. 
He's not talking about dominating people. It's about you seeing an opportunity in this thing that we call a disaster to make the most of our lives and the lives of people that are around us. And we got to constantly be on the lookout to make our lives better for other people. And you want to make your life better for other people by thinking and doing great things. And if we're thinking and doing great things, then it's assured that our world will be better than it was before. Eric Thomas says, make the rest of your life the best of your life, and you owe you. The thing about make the rest of your life the best of your life, now that Ian has passed through the state of Florida, now we have to pick up our pieces and start turning the dial from that moment on to something else. Because remember the past, prior to Ian, it was one way. After Ian, it's another way. And we should come out of this more profound people, more better people, and we owe ourselves that opportunity to make ourselves better. We owe ourselves to make sure we're challenging our, 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 our strongest mental ability to overcome obstacles that's in front of us to make a better lives for ourselves. And by doing that, if the rest of our life is the best of our life, then of course we'll seek out and make it better for others. The one that I created is life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours, and in doing so, you can have anything that you desire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a desire of mine to get out here to go through the hurricane Ian phase for me so I can see things spiritually, and I can see things mentally, and I can see things physically, and I can see things clearly. I've, I've committed to making a promise to doing this I took my 24 hours and I observed everything that happened. And I must say that the beauty in all of this is that if you get a chance to wake up, you can get a chance to make something anew, make something better for you. And in turn, you will have done the universe a great favor. Because now that I look and I see this clear blue sky when a couple of days there was nothing but rain and wind, it just let me know that there's a new beginning. So take it, digest it wherever you are in the world. If there has been calamity in your life, be able to let that go, pick up the pieces, and move forward. May you continue to prosper, and I'll see you on the other end. Peace.